Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Write that. Write that down, Fumi Saito. Hello from Burbank, California. Thank you for joining us once again for another episode of Write That Down on the Fight Game Media Network. My name is Justin Nipper. I edit for FightGameMedia.com. Staff writer over at WrestlingObserver.com. I work for Pro Wrestling Noah Cyber Fight Inc. And I am back with the one, the only, Mr. Fumi Saito. And this week will be, yes, part three of our Championship Origin series. And this week we focus on the shorter but equally as interesting and equally as important history of the GHC heavyweight title, heavyweight championship. And we talk about how it relates to the Triple Crown, how it relates to All Japan or came out of All Japan and the parallels and so many sub-stories that came out of that that are still coming out of the GHC title history. So enjoy that today. Uh, yeah. Listen, if you have not already, please subscribe to the Fight Game Media Network podcast feed. Spotify, Apple, Downcast, Twitcher, Twitcher, Twitcher. What's Twitcher? Do you listen on Twitcher? Subscribe because it helps us out very much. Next week, new episode. Let's get into the history and origin of the GHC Global Honor Crown. All right. We are talking about, oh, this is our the, the origin of championship belt, you know, belt series, right? That's right. This is part three. Part three. First, IWGP World Heavyweight title. Then All Japan's Triple Crown uh, Heavyweight title. The today, GHC, Global Honored Crown. That's right. Yeah. It goes back to 2001. So has 23, 22 years history now, but not nearly as old as IWGP or Triple Crown, but it's equally important in Japan. Mm-hmm. And it's the, this 20, what, 23 years, 22, yeah. 23 years. Since, we have... Yeah, since April of 2001. It's the first generation from from that because we're starting to see younger people getting into pro wrestling Noah and they might have kind of looked at that as a more classic promotion to them or Keiji Muto All Japan or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Those are generation. new to me. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, it was, And uh, it's different because we were talking about All Japan last week. And yeah. the Triple Crown continued onwards. It had its own path. But mm-hmm. the it, you really have to understand the Triple Crown to understand where the GHC came out of or came from. But Still with you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. I, I couldn't hear you for a while. Oh, okay. No, but what I was saying is the All Japan Triple Crown is definitely uh, connected to understanding the origin of the GHC title because it's they're they're related they're like cousins in ways you know what I mean yeah sequel or the sure the, yeah the sequel brand or... new series brand new you know series or of the, the same wrestlers Misawa and his guys mm-hmm. like ninety five percent of the All Japan roster yeah, from at the time Mitsuharu Misawa Kenta Kobashi Jun Akiyama and Akira Taube just minus Kawada right mm-hmm. all the trainees that went on to become Noah stars right you're talking about Takashi Sugiura the Marufuji the mm-hmm. Kenta the, yeah sure. Yeah, Takeshi Morishima, that uh, we oh, of course, Goshi Ozaki, all yeah. the way to uh, the Kaito Kiyomiya t- uh, today. Sure, that's right. Yeah, so it really connects to in the current scene, huh? Yeah, yeah, especially from the early 2000s to today. Yeah, because 2001, 
is like a 21st century thing and right. uh, it's kind of symbolic it's already 20 you know has, the ghc title has 22 rich year pretty rich history of it mm-hmm. yeah it's not new you know for if you were you know 20 years old listening to this show you know that's like the title you know originated before they were born you know yeah mm-hmm. so but during that time though that 2001 when uh when every 2000, 2001, when everything launched, the GHC title was hot. It was, didn't have its uh, history it has now, but the early scene right, because was, it was it symbolized that the fact that the, this is a brand new era and then 21st century and Misawa and his guys, bunch of guys, 25 guys and whole whole company, referee to ring crew to to the whole company front office staff all migrated from original old Japan and formed pro wrestling Noah, like Noah's Ark story. They and, all left uh, the jump ship. Yeah. Yeah, the, the it actually started like a, the spring of 2000 when it was like a, Misawa said he quit and and Mrs. Baba said he was fired and all these things, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, Misawa, uh, Akiyama, uh, Kobashi, and Tawe all were uh, board member of All Japan Pro Wrestling at the time. They all resigned altogether and walked out of the company and formed, uh, had a big press conference at Difa Ariake that no longer exists, you know, but at the building Difa Ariake that uh, they, 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 they had a big press com- conference June of 2000. We are forming a new company. It's called Pro Wrestling Noir. And it, it felt like the beginning of a new era. Yeah. Mm. And the first show, uh, was in uh, yeah, July of, yeah, uh, was it July? Yeah, uh, I believe it was like August of 2000 that the very first Pro Wrestling No show was held at uh, Difa Ariake. And uh-huh. it started with this this emerald green Misawa ring. And uh, yeah, it was very interesting that uh, it, it it was a brand new company. Pro Wrestling No was brand new in you know, a brand new company at the time, but it was like a the the formation of new major league. Yeah, it was no oh, because different. of Misawa Kobashi Akiyama in Nitawe and all. Yeah, yeah, and it felt like it was just a continuation of what was happening in all Japan. Nineties all Japan. Yeah. And it felt like what was bound to happen in old Japan if things were different. But we saw the rise of Jun Akiyama, and that kind of started at the beginning of Noah. And it, that was one of the early mm, important people, part of the narrative, the story going forward. Yeah. So they needed to create a brand new heavyweight championship, which mm-hmm. was GHC, Global Honored Crown. And the reason they don't have W in there is that it was Misawa's idea. You know, you say WWE or NWA or AWA or even IWGP, wrestling's W is just, it's just, it was Misawa's idea. Let's not have W in there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The Noah was you know, the reason too, because um, of all things, Misawa actually loved the, the the brand name like a pride and k1 at the mm. time what was killing pro wrestling at the time but the, when they hear pride not the word pride pride like uh, they take pride it's the same pride but the, when you hear the word pride they the fans automatically already associated that with this big mma company right pride mm. that's like a, Misawa felt that that was kind of notion that uh, when you hear rest, pro wrestling noir, you know, you just automatically, you know, have this picture of this the group of wrestler. You know, he mm-hmm. did not want to have W like a pro wrestler or wrestling on it. And uh, yeah, the K1 is like uh, you, you are karate and kickboxing and kakutogi is K, right? Mm-hmm. And Pride is just a name, but it was like it was so successful that they didn't even have to call it MMA company. When you hear the name Pride, you just automatically, you know, automatically thought it was like a big MMA company at the time, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the Misawa wanted to have something like that. And uh, Noah's Ark story, so that the pro wrestling Noah was, 
you know perfect one for for them and uh, but uh, it wasn't going to be no heavyweight championship or anything like that and he wanted to have something that nobody had really used before and uh partially it was a leon white vader's idea too that the you know i told you about that before right that's i heard that yeah, yeah he came up yeah. with with what the ghc stood for yeah global honored crown oh mm-hmm. wow no w but the, you can tell that's your brand new title mm-hmm it was easily so, recognizable. Yeah, GHC. It's like no W in it. And it's like, what's GHC? What's GHC? Then you want to know what it stands for. And Global Honored Crown. Right. That sounds like a brand new world heavyweight title. And therefore, you had it. And uh, the company started in, in summer of 2000. Uh, but the, they didn't crown this uh, GHC heavyweight title until following April. Uh, April of 2001, they waited, you know, mm-hmm. and they had the tournament to crown the new champion. And uh, the, the tournament final was between Misawa and uh, Yoshihiro Takeyama at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's the like ideal main event. And it wasn't Misawa against Kobashi. It wasn't Misawa against Akiyama, you know, or Taue, which could be almost predictable, right? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. It's just like all Japan pro wrestling's 90s, you know, like a really glorious, you know, moments at the Budokan or something. He he used Ariake Coliseum instead of Budokan. And the final was at the the, the, uh, block walking, you know, like a walking distance from Difa Ariake. And Actually, Pro Wrestling Mall had their office at inside of the, the Diva Ariake building first. Mm-hmm. And that was their home base, headquarters. Home base, kind of. yeah, yeah, yeah. It is no longer, though, because they, they tore it down uh, back in 2018 because of Tokyo Olympic and stuff. Mm-hmm. Now it's big parking lot. <laughs> it's kind of well, now there's, the new, there's a different uh, Ariake uh, arena. Ariake arena for this... 2021 Olympic, they built a new building. Oh, they built so many new buildings now, but you know, like Yokohama Budokan and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Have you been to Yokohama Budokan? Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's not as big as you think. Uh-huh. Um, uh, only holds like 4,000 people, but the, the setup is kind of like major building looking. They have, they have, but they don't hold exactly like 10,000 people, anything like that. It's like 4,000, like a little shy of 5,000. So it's compact. It looks more like your basketball building or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, it's like a brand new, you know, good looking building. And they used this time, uh, April 2001, they used Ariake Coliseum uh, for, the, for the tournament final. It was Misawa against Yoshihiro Takayama. Yoshihiro Takayama was well, already a star, but not exactly all Japan star. You know, he comes from a UWF background and also he had famous fight for the pride you know if you remember takayama against don fry or mm-hmm. he, he had a, lots of lots of mma fight you know around the you know turn of the century and so he had this mma ness <laughs> what's the word for it? mma-ish or yeah, he, he had, had that, that it was a, a different style that he brought into the ring compared with misawa kobashi akiyama yeah, he Misawa, was like, Kobashi, Akiyama, they all had always, always a great match, but uh, almost same same chemistry, right? A pro wrestling style as opposed yeah, to its best. UWF style or what with I think the thing with Takiyama is that he felt like yeah, the you bring in the thing outsider giant really original, yeah. Kind of invader. Uh, he does not bounce off ropes, you know what I'm saying? He he uses more he martial kicks. arts. Kicks, yeah, kicks, punches, and, uh, chops, punches, and uh, suplexes, and submission at the end, kind of, mm-hmm. like and big knee, big you know, knee, yeah, that's big, right, big knee to your gut, yeah. So, but that was Misawa's idea, and Misawa against Takeyama was your pro wrestling knows very first championship, yeah. Mm. And Misawa beat Takeyama uh, to be the very first uh, GHC championship. You know, he's like your your icon of pro wrestling, all right. But he actually Misawa only held GHC title twice. That's it. 
Hmm. Yeah. It I was mean, a, most of this 20-year history, 22-year history. In your memory, yeah. what were some of the the more surprising or memorable moments in the early days of the GHC? Because there, there were some... In it, early days of GHC, meaning early days of pro wrestling, no. Exactly, exactly. Early 2000s, we're talking, we're basically seeing the rest of the story yeah, from, from Japan. Yeah, they had Korakan Hall show, of course, they had Diva Ariake shows. And the uh, very first time they uh, that the you know pro wrestling canvas always been either white or light blue in Japan, right? He they brought in this Misawa's image color of emerald green canvas, you know, for pro wrestling nor, and they waited until they crowned the GHC championship. Then July of 2001, they held their very first talk, Nippon Budokan show. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, for surprising, you know, the the, the almost surprise that Akira beats Misawa for the uh, GAC title at the, the very first Budokan show. Yeah. So uh, from Misawa to Akiyama, and you would think Akiyama and Misawa have another fight, right? Mm -hmm. But it was actually Yoshinari Ogawa who beat Akiyama to be the third uh, GHC champion, which was statement. I, I believe that the Misawa's making that uh, under un, Old Japan or, or Giant Baba umbrella, the big umbrella, that the Ogawa, Yoshinari Ogawa, as good as he is, kind of almost skinny to be heavyweight, but uh, uh, he's a very smooth, great worker. But uh, in Baba's eyes, that uh, Yoshinari Ogawa would not be put in the main event. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it was also, and they were tag team partners, so untouchable. Yeah, yeah. And we talked about the tag team name Untouchable, and how it came about that uh, that uh, Misawa was looking for, you know, at the very end of you know 1999ish, that uh, Misawa was to find his new tag team partner. It's not Kobashi, it's not Akiyama, it's not Kawada, anything like that. He picked. Yoshinari Ogawa to be his regular tag team partner and named their tag team Untouchable, which means that the Mrs. Mrs. Bababa couldn't do anything about. Mm. Isn't that interesting? Mm. Rebellious. Yeah. yeah, that's good. It's like almost like uh, what's the name? What's the word I'm looking for there? Uh, I mean, almost what's a hidden agenda kind of thing. I see, like a double entendre. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, you can say that. Yeah, and yeah. So the who, the ones who understood what it meant, it was like, oh, all right, right. Mm. The ones who didn't understand, it's still new name for the the tag team. Yeah, so, just a cool uh, pro wrestling name. Yeah, untouchable, right? Yeah, but it was actually meant that the, this tag team that the Mrs. Baba couldn't do anything about that the, it was Misawa's statement. Interesting, but uh, it was also pro wrestling was very beginning that uh, it was a statement that the, uh, the wrestlers under you know old Japan environment that the ones that would not be put in in the main event situation like you know people like uh, of course first Yoshinari Ogawa but uh, if you remember uh, Inoue Masao Inoue mm -hmm. they would be put in, put in, he'll be put in a higher card situation too. Yeah, then pretty soon people like Takeshi Rikio comes in, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, and, different uh, rookies, younger guys. Yeah, and, or or put Maruhuji and Kenta in heavyweight situation too. See, under traditional all Japan and you know lineup that uh, as good as Kenta and, and, and Maruhuji were, they would always be in junior heavyweight division. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they had the but, image kind of uh, stamped on them for a bit. Yeah, because they were, you know, smaller guys, you know, in the junior, what, uh, 180 pound guys. I mean, great athlete, but in, in old Japan, you know, environment, they will not be put in the main, single main event. But the Misawa said uh, that the, you can use Yoshinari Ogawa in single heavyweight main event situation. Watch what we do. I mean, he didn't say it, but it was like that. Yoshinari Ogawa beating Akiyama uh, was pretty surprising, you know. And uh, yeah, Yoshinari Ogawa's reign wasn't all that long, but uh, all of five months or so. And 
Yoshinari Ogawa beat Akiyama to be the third um, GHC champion. Then Takeyama comes in and, you know, Yoshihiro Takeyama beat uh, Ogawa to be the uh, GHC champion too. So it rolls, you know, to 2001, 2002, 2003. And back from Takeyama, back to Misawa. But uh, Kobashi would beat Misawa for the first time in this kind of situation and becomes um, GHC champion in 2003. If you remember uh, Kobashi's reign as triple crown champion, he always beat people like Steve Williams or Taue or Kawada or somebody like that. But he never had this big single match win over Misawa when, when they were with New Japan. I mean, I mean, all Japan, I'm sorry. Did you notice that? I guess when you pointed out, that's right. This is also when Kobashi sort of changed his image too. He changed his costume. He from bright neon orange to black and purple, right? Yeah, like yeah. A burning black. Yeah, yeah. Well, Akiyama changed his blue trunks into silver white. That's yeah. right. That was yeah. uh, that was shocking. I always thought yeah, he'd be blue. That was the image they wanted because it was also Mrs. Baba that uh, once you you have blue trunks in blue tights, that uh, Akiyama will forever be wearing blue. That you're not mm. allowed to wear anything else. That uh, neon bright orange color, you know, was Kobashi's that you'll be wearing now forever. I see. Yeah, oh, Misawa never changed. Uh, it was something to do with his. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to say like a palm reading, but there was a person that who gives you a word, you know, that the Misawa used to go go talk to, you know, before he makes a decision. That the emerald green was the gun that's guiding you to, you know, to higher place. So it's like he wouldn't change that green image. Wow. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying this is like a you know, mumbo jumbo thing, but the, <laughs> Misawa believed in emerald green. That that is a guiding color for him. Yeah. That's why he never changed it. A slight change in cost, I mean, like a silver and uh, design patterns, though. Sure. Basic colors the same. Yes. The, the emerald green and a little silver in it on it. And actually, he had this long kick. Is yeah, kick is talking. Uh, <laughs> if you remember Misawa's costume, like a long gown. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, all silver and you know the green and all these things actually they're like a 35 you know the the, the gown just like that it, it looked kind of similar right always so they're 35 separate robes i mean actually all slightly different design mm, wow like rick flair Oh, I guess, yeah. But it's the same pattern color, though. It's always that green, aqua, emerald green, and silver and silver gray on it. It's just the design that it's slightly different, that the, most people don't know the difference. You know mm. what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, you're not supposed to notice, but the, there was like over 30 costumes like that, and useless trivia was that Yoshinari Ogawa was the only one who knows which one switch. Because they kept the the costume at the Difa, in the back of Difa Ariake, and uh, Yoshinari Ogawa was the only one who could distinguish, you know, one costume to another. Is that interesting? I mean, what I'm t- telling you is that um, Yoshinari Ogawa actually is number one right hand man for Misawa all along. He was he was uh, Misawa's top guy, wasn't he? Um, not in, not just in the ring as a tag team partner, but the dressing room, booking, ideas, the creative meeting, all these things. Mm. Is that interesting? Now, and when you talk about is still there now, yeah. When you talk about the, the costumes and the big sets like K One and Pride had, was it true that Mrs. Baba opposed that kind of? Uh, like a big showmanship sort of approach to the show. Was that one of the uh, philosophy differences between her so and much of, So much a big production thing, hmm. but that the, what Mr. and Mrs. Baba resented was that the outside company come in and do those productions. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like a big production company and run the exterior of the show. Mm-hmm. That it's uh, 
very traditional, old Japan I'm talking about, Mr. and Mrs. Baba running very traditional wrestling company that, that the, all the package would be done within the company, not big, you know, event, big budget event production come in and do the whole production outside of, I mean, their wrestling, that the ramp to entrance to music to lighting, everything should be done within the company is what they were thinking. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. See, the reason K1 and Pride had such a big budget was that it wasn't their K1 money. It wasn't their Pride money. It was like a Channel 8 Fuji Television budget, uh, Channel 6 TBS uh, budget. That uh, They were like a primetime show, like you're 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock on the, on the network channel. Of course, the, their show had big budget, so they, so they wanted to have this big entrance at the Yokohama Arena, the big Tokyo Dome, that the lighting and the laser and all these things that they were outside, that they weren't done by Pride production or K1 production. I'd say, but the, they would let them do that, you know, like an outside company production company and, and run that part of the show but it wasn't like that with all Japan, that uh, mr and mrs baba that, that they wanted to run uh, their idea of pro wrestling show should be you know what i'm saying do you think that but, by the time it was you know early 2000s was that feeling a little bit dated yeah i guess so because it's so visual right mm, mm. yeah yeah but then again it was uh, what, what, what was interesting was that in 1998, when All Japan had their very first Tokyo Dome show, mm -hmm. the Tokyo Dome was like a New Japan's, you know, your marquee, you know, biggest show of the year kind of thing. And there was a way to run their Tokyo Dome, big, long ramp and all these things that uh, when All Japan ran their first Tokyo Dome show back in 1998, it was a very simple that the no big ramp that the guys come out of their dugout and walk into the ring and all these things. No big, you know, uh, production. But it felt like, right, it's like you don't need, almost don't need that for wrestling. It probably looks like more like an NWA Crockett show, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I could see that it, when you look back on tape, it sort of looks like one of those. Crockett um, mid-Atlantic shows, those big outdoor shows. Yeah, yeah. Big wide it's shots. Nice stadium, fine, but you don't need this, you know, 100-yard ramp and all the, you know, lighting and uh, whatnot, right? Mm -hmm. And there were some pretty memorable things from that show. Yeah, because memorable what they moments. was a good wrestling matches. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Music, fine, but the no... Not much of exterior. Anyhow, but the, Misawa's idea was that they wanted to have a little bit of that with Pro Wrestling Noah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A little more pageantry. Because you were, at the time in the year 2001, 2002, 2003, 2004, that they were still competing with Pride and K1. In, on the, in That's the, right. Yeah. yeah. And 2004, July of 2004 to be exact, Pro Wrestling Noah had their very first Tokyo Dome show, Departure 2004, if you remember. Mm -hmm. it's like a, yeah, it's like well into wrestling's dark age, though, huh? 2004? Yeah. You know, yeah. Peak and... years of pride in K1 and MMS stealing all the wrestling fans and 
famous wrestler like oh the takayama's an ex- exception but the, antonio inoki at the time pretty much sided with mma people and they they use people like yuji nagata or kendo kashin that the legitimate college wrestling champion was sent to pride and they got you know they got beat right that was bad for wrestling at the time it was you could see these shows with uh, wrestlers that would probably sell out Tokyo Dome or, or wherever now, but they couldn't fill Korokan Hall. The, the the crowds were really small. It, uh, wrestling was kind of oh, real sad period in pro wrestling history, huh? Yeah, it was very. Uh... Noah was almost isolated case that the Noah and Misawa's guys are still hot with this traditional pro wrestling. They were able to run Tokyo Dome show at in two thousand four, and the main event was. You would think it's Misawa's main event. It was Jun Akiyama against Kobashi, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They did have one more Tokyo Dome show, though, 2005. Uh, same July. Uh, was that July? Yeah, I think so. Uh, July 2005, the second Tokyo Dome called it's uh, Destiny 2005. And uh, it, people like, you know, Keiji Muto's All Japan, they, you know, they joined and... Uh, and uh, it was they were able to run still able to run a tokyo dome show uh, that Noah was really still strong with traditional style pro wrestling yeah i feel so like the 2005 the was the kind of marker of uh either the beginning of the next part of noah's history or maybe the end of that 90s 2000s run uh that the the big four were involved with and all the new stars were getting involved with yeah and push uh that the from the, the ghc title from uh from takeyama to misawa misawa to kobashi right and the kobashi put takeshi rikyo over and the, the rikyo of all people became a ghc champion in budokan in 2005. Mm. and rikyo to taue taue to akiyama from akiyama to what Maruhuji this time in 2006, all at the Nippon Budokan. They were still running Budokan show like what Naili's Old Japan was doing at the time. Yeah. Yeah, the, the early 2000s. Yeah, Pro Wrestling Noah was the only company that was really strong with this traditional pro wrestling. Yeah, come to think of it. It, w- it was the one that preserved a lot of what was still happening in the 90s. It's. It felt like uh, New Japan had the flavor changed a little bit. There was mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. big separation between the juniors and the heavyweight division. Uh, K1 and Pride and rings. And, and, yeah, and then people like uh, you know Hiroshi Tanahashi, that Shinsuke Nakamura, that Katsuyori Shibata, they were still very new at the mm-hmm. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were so, going through it. Yeah, and then they created, yeah, New Japan created a title like IWGP Under 30, if you remember. Yeah, yeah, U30. Yeah. U30, yeah, okay. Anybody under 30 years old will have that title kind of thing. Hmm. They had, but that's a sign of a struggle, though, you know what I'm saying? I remember, I remember, you watch some of the shows, I mean, the wrestling was great, but the, the crowds were a lot different than they are today. Yeah, wrestling itself was pretty good, though. It just sure. Was, audience it was the day that uh, just the world out there that wasn't watching wrestling at the time yeah the market was different uh, market was, was different it was different but the early days of the ghc title uh were really those were some well, of the... they had their own way of doing things and they were still pretty strong and they were running you know still running regular nippon budokan shows and yeah and they were on network channel, channel four at the time too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, but the, uh, then this 2009 Misawa thing happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Misawa died in, in the ring. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, the GHC title, I mean, it, it, how can we put it it wasn't it didn't see nothing changed 
but also the, the show must hand, go on and they still run all the, all the shows right it's just there was there was a feeling of uh how how are we going to adjust or adjustment period for a long time oh so. but it's, it's, it's still never got over it though you know mm -hmm. from and uh I, icon of pro you know pro wrestling no not just that but the biggest superstar of the era and also misawa was very strong leadership you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying mm -hmm. yeah <clears throat> he became like a promoter icon of the company mm. whether he has the belt or not he still is your icon of pro wrestling nor and mm. uh, yeah after after marufuji misawa got the you know the title back for the you know, final time in 2006. But after that, it was a Takeshi Morishima from Morishima to Kensuke Sasaki, you know, migrating into pro wrestling, you know, and Aki, uh, from Sas Kensuke Sasaki to Akiyama. And then then for, for the first time, Go Shiozaki beat Akiyama for the GHC title. It was almost experimental. A much younger Go Shiozaki. Yeah. Yeah, it was just uh, days after um, Misawa's thing happened that uh, Shiozaki beat uh, Shiozaki beat uh, Akiyama for a GHC title for the first time. You had to go with new guy, new superstar. Mm -hmm. So it's really symbolic, you know, that uh, the one place definitely vacant, right? The mm -hmm. place is open. That uh, Misawa's gone now. That uh, you. This is wrestling, but you will need a uh, start to fill in this, you know, the, 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 the one spot is clearly open. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, she, and it was almost unfortunate, or unfortunate for everybody, but uh, if time wasn't, time was different and the situation was different, the goal Shiozaki would have been a great next superstar. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. Oh, still, well, he's talented and real good looking, uh, but the thing was somewhat rushed, huh? Well, I think his story is still playing out. So I feel like I, I don't want to judge it until I see the rest of his career play out, because I think there's a big difference between the early career, Go Shizaki, that felt like it was a little rushed. It felt like kind of like what they did with Roman Reigns, you know? Yeah, it was like a push to 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 sky when it wasn't quite there, right? And no matter what, whether the fans liked it or whether they didn't like it, that's just what it was. Just it wouldn't work, huh? Mm. Yeah, but, it's just like a, rest, resting a like a strange creature, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah so it, the Go Shiozaki, after all, got the belt though, you know, but. As low, as loyal as pro wrestling no fans were, it, they weren't completely behind him. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the GHC title goes from Shiozaki to Sugiura, you know, Takashi Sugiura, a legitimate, you know, Olympic, uh, not, it didn't make Olympic, but the, uh, that, uh, uh, what do you call that, uh, almost made the Olympic candidate? He was a national. Uh, he almost made the, uh, uh, what's the word? The uh, the qualifier, yeah, yeah, he was almost qualified for the Olympics, and also um, self defense force, you know, GA type, mm -hmm. uh, Japan self defense force wrestling champion, mm -hmm. and the, the GHC title from Shiozaki to Takashi Sugiura back to Shiozaki. The, then Takashi Morishima came in, and they needed the help, so they brought in Yuji Nagata from New Japan to beat. Uh, sh sh you know, Morishima. Then there was, a, if you remember, the long feud between Kenta and Yuji Nagata, much like today's All Japan's Triple Crown picture. Mm -hmm. Yuji Nagata come in all by himself from New Japan and beat their champion, you know, in, in pro wrestling. You know. So, yeah, um, it was that gave Kenta heavyweight rub, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. that, uh, could he beat Yuji Nagata? You know, and it's like a real legitimate college background. And uh, well, New Japan's former IWGP champion at that. And uh, yeah, the, I remember this Kenta uh, Nagata long feud. It was like a very interesting one. Yeah. I think, uh, tell me if I'm wrong, but I think this also really helped Nagata. Uh, revive himself? Revive, or what I'm looking for a specific word, like kind of. Um, 
repair his image after the MMA thing. Yeah, I no, really probably, yeah, it really did help. And also, and, he was in wrestling environment again. You are performing in front of loyal wrestling fans instead of just iffy MMA fans. You know what I'm saying? Sure, and, and I feel like putting him in the mix, it felt really natural putting him next to Akiyama and Kobashi, and he was as talented as, as all, all of them. So all I feel like yep. his Noah run was uh, pretty integral to the Nagata we see today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he was like uh, the perfect, you know, for, you know, for this spot that the Yuji Nagata coming, coming in from New Japan and get the main event spot. And the main event will be Yuji Nagata against Kenta. You know, they went back and forth, back and forth. Osaka, Tokyo, Osaka, Tokyo. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And, uh, yeah. And it was very, very interesting. That made Kenta singles main event guy, too, until he left for WWE. Yeah. That's and right. Around, yeah. Around the same time. Oh, not, not yet. That uh, So that it was that... Uh, New Japan's somewhat helping, if you remember, that the 10, 12 guys, Suzuki can come in to pro-wrestling pro O-Ring and like taking over this whole scene, you know, as if New Japan, you know, like invasion of mm-hmm. pro-wrestling Yeah, it was new. I remember that. That was yeah, where... Pro-wrestling noise, you know, wrestling matches are all great, but very homogeneous, right? It felt like a, it felt fresh at the time, but it also felt like uh, New Japan was really crushing Noah. Well, because they're the bigger company. <laughs> but yeah. they, and it was also where you, we first we saw a lot of uh, Shelton Benjamin in Suzuki Goon. He yeah. was a big part of that Noah run. I remember him and Archer and Davy Boy, and that's how. Yeah. That's how Kanemaru came over to. You know, that's how he made his way to New Japan. Was he New Japan? Was, yeah. After all, right, right. After the angle finished, he he continued on with Suzuki Goon in New Suzuki Japan. Suzuki Goon, and now he's under New Japan. Right. That's right. Now he's yeah. uh, just five guys. Just five guys, like Taichi. Yeah. Yeah. But Taichi originally is from like Muto's old Japan. That's What's right. Yeah? Sanada well, too. Today, today's you know yeah that the uh, IWGP champion yeah. That uh, he he's from you know Muto's old Japan, mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, that's interesting because those are relatively younger talent, but uh, they too you know migrated you know like uh, switched company from old Japan you know that the Muto's old Japan to Pro Wrestling Noah, Pro Wrestling Noah to new new Japan. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's hard to keep, for me. It's really hard to keep up with. You know, yeah, it's but, really uh, fast. Is it though? Yeah. But uh, yes, because um, it's a two separate, two different companies. But uh, pro wrestling nowhere in old Japan always like cousins, right? Yeah, I mean, in style. In style, in they're, they're related. A lot of the, the, the talent relations. There's a lot in common. The styles are. There's a lot in common too. Very similar. Yeah. A lot of shared history. But the old Japan we see today, it's it's the it's the 2015 old Japan. A little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which it's just fine. It's just what it is. It's, but um, but yeah, that's that's not GHC. We're talking GHC today. Yeah, right, right. The, but the GHC was a tool uh, and a wheel uh, for always this center of the the pro wrestling knows you know main drama thing that uh, who's gonna have this GHC championship and who's who's who who be the challenger for GHC title. So GHC title from Kenta to Morishima and the, the Morishima to Nagata and then the Nagata to to Marufuji this time. Then Minoru Suzuki beat Marufuji for the title. Mm-hmm. Minoru Suzuki also was GHC champion once. That's right. It was like a 2015, right? But from Minoru Suzuki and back to Marufuji. There was a backstory that uh, as interesting as it was because uh, 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 Maruhuji looks like complete Misawa type guy, right? Mm-hmm. As a wrestler. But right out of high school, actually, once upon a time, right out of high Maruhuji, though, UWF. That's a completely different style, don't you think? Yeah. 
Yeah, but the Maruhuji was going to U- UWF right out of high school, and he knew Minoru Suzuki way back when, uh, like Qu- Quentin. So I guess you again. see it a little bit in his style, don't you? Like um, he was one of the him and Kenta were the, the early uh, employers of that mix of a kind of martial arts with modern lucha libre, uh, flying and uh, attitude. It was a part of that two thousands that the two thousand style that I guess we see more and more today by most wrestlers. That I mean, like elbows and like a bit bit slap to the face and stuff like that. Yeah, a little bit flashy or a little bit, you know, using not. I don't know if you call it martial art, but kind of what Mara Fuji was doing with tiger mask kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, but uh, hook kicks she and such was going to be uwf wrestler mm, once, upon, mm. once upon a time which is really weird uh like a strange but he ended up signing with all japan pro wrestling and it was under misawa's wing and uh, if you remember uh, like a rookie maruhuji wearing tiger masks uh tights underneath his regular trunks you can see through that in, in his butt <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah yeah because um uh, the traditional old Japan thing remained that, uh, and, and when you go to like a pro wrestling Noah dojo, they still do at the old Japan dojo too. That uh, whomever that the veteran wrestler used those old trunks would be thrown into this big cardboard box, you know. Then the young rookie come in and and they say, oh, I'll, I found you know like I, I found the, I, I found the trunks here. I'm on the way, you know, and. Uh, it's kind of like your brother's like hand-me-down <laughs> clothing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and you're stuck with it. A little bit. So Maruhuji rookie years were wearing Misawa's old tights. Yeah, and the blue long trunk, blue long tights that the, that the Maruhuji was wearing at the time, like a very rookie years long blue tights. It was Misawa's long tights Misawa used for one year in Mexico. Wow. So they're blue, pretty meaningful. Yeah, the but the blue long ties isn't Misawa, you know. He only used it uh, when he was in, in Mexico, you know. And then sure. he brought home and never used it again. Probably tossed it in, into the box, and Maruhuji found it and kind of wore it. <laughs> <laughs> the ring shoes, too, they do. You know, it's like a beat-up wrestling boots that, that I'm not going to use it and then put in, a, you know, like a throw-into box, and somebody finds it, I'm going to wear it. All right, right? Mm. <laughs> yeah, so it's like a hand-me-down culture was still there. Back to okay, Maruhuji and Minoru dynamic that the that the title will be back to uh, from Maruhuji to uh, Minoru Suzuki, Minoru Suzuki back to Maruhuji. Then Takashi Sugiura beat Maruhuji. Then Go Shiozaki beats Sugiura. Then Sugiura beat Go Shiozaki again. It's like 2016. And what happens in 2016 in Pro Wrestling No was that. The comp- uh, that was after New Japan pulled this entire Suzuki gun away from him, right? Mm. That uh, uh, pro wrestling Noah, the the stock uh, that the entire company was sold to uh, a company called SDB or something, okay? At the uh, original company body I'm talking about. O- original pro wrestling Noah company was sold to one com- company called SDB. And it, the, they changed the name of the company to Noah Global Entertainment or something like that mm-hmm. in 2016. Yeah. So the, the structure changed. Yeah. It was like, you know, six years, uh, it's almost seven years then. Yes. Yeah, six, seven years after Misawa's passing. Mm-hmm. That uh, Pro Wrestling Noah, you know, trying to survive and you know try to keep this company going you know after misawa and the pro wrestling noise is still there but it wasn't as strong there was a help from new japan we talked about the hell you know new Nagata coming in then uh, the entire suzuki gun come in then the entire suzuki gun left and then, then there's another genuine Pro wrestling, no crew, but the, the business wasn't as good. And then a new company came in and bought the company from Pro Wrestling Noah in 2000, uh, like in November of 2016. And they made the company name Noah Global Entertainment. So that means it's the company structure has changed and it's owned by another company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and they that this no global entertainment company you know try to keep the company going but at the 2020 it was so finally sold to another companies now it's cyber agent it's currently mm -hmm. yeah yeah cyber agent is your basically internet streaming you know service company right that yep. uh, it digital marketing I, very it and it's like your new and in, in the whole new business model for pretty much everything on the entertainment business including re professional wrestling that uh the house show gate and the ticket sales and the gimmick sales you know merchandise is fine but the, the this era you will be making uh gigantic money with live streaming i pay for view right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very different business model that uh, everybody has this like you have your iphone you have your ipad and all these or even laptop that the, you will be able to purchase your i pay for view through your device not the traditional pay per view i'm still going right now right it's getting bigger so the cyber agent was like a new capital and also a new business model that that would probably you know change um pretty much the, the foundation of you know progressing yeah yeah and the pandemic definitely threw things oh and 2020 yeah cyber agent came in and in the same year that the ddt and another company called ddt foods I mean, mm -hmm. the D DDT Pro Wrestling has this restaurant division of company called DDT Foods. Mm -hmm. So DDT Pro Wrestling, DDT Foods, and 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 Pro Wrestling, you know, they all combined and made a new company called Cyber Fight. That's the company they have right now, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So and, the structure uh, has changed, but they were able to maintain maintain this Pro Wrestling Noah logo and that. The business model has changed. The structure has changed, but you have the whole the the, the, the 2020 look of pro wrestling now. Mm -hmm. And uh, because of the pandemic, it was sort of hard to, you know, it was double edged sword. It was great. House shows, yeah. pretty much house shows. Yeah, I mean, Cyber Agent came in and Abema stepped in, and the production Abema looked great. In, yep. But on the other hand, you couldn't have people at the shows for the early months. So there were a lot of studio shows that year. Yeah, if you remember uh, Shiozaki against Kazuyuki Fujita, no people match at the Korak. Yes, the, the, no uh, the crowd. Infamous Just them in the ring. silent they, match. Oh, they stare at each other for 20 minutes. That is a very polarizing subject. People love it. People really hate it. Everything. I liked it because it was different. And it also, was very different. The, yeah, if you had the live audience, you couldn't stare at each other for 20 minutes. That's true, too. Or maybe or you could, who knows? Cam, your video camera falling into your hallway, into stairs, to a concession stand. To, the camera is actually following you and wherever you have fight. And uh, it was like, God, it was, it was kind of the same way that the WWE with what do you call that uh, bunch of video screen I, I forgot what it called the the titantron not the titantron no 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 that the whole bunch of video screen with people on it like uh like up up above i mean right was... uh, right i mean around the ring uh why do I forget the this, LED, you know? the LED uh, term on no, the term? No, 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 just the people with face, the audience from all over the world. Oh, during the pandemic, you mean the, uh, oh, the, the virtual crowd. Yeah, yeah, it's, oh, it was the yeah. same era. Yeah. Why That's do you right. call it? Uh, like a virtual, I, they, they, I, there was a name for it. Somebody should help me because they call it some cool name that I thought they were going to keep it. And Vince McMahon apparently hated it, so they took it down a year later. But uh... <laughs> I do <laughs> remember the, the the virtual the virtual um... audience. Yes, yes. Yeah, it, it looked kind of badass because America, America's America's got talent, and the shows like that were doing that too. Uh huh. Yeah, the pandemic, of course. Pro wrestling is not completely independent of from what is happening in the real world right that's right it was a pandemic yeah 
and uh, they had to go with the time, and uh, it really changed wrestling. Now, pretty much back to, you know, your live audience and audience, all these things. But uh, yes, it was affected by it. Yeah. And I think things in Noah seem to have evened out, and uh, it, the GHC title is definitely getting its recognition back to where it was early, early 2000s. Yeah, now it's 2023, so it's been, what, uh, 14 years since Misawa's passing. And with 14 years, it's entirely new that the top group, that the Ken Oz guys and, uh, you know, Katsuhiko Nakajima and just like all these new main event guys. And, of course, now you are talking about Kaito Kiyomiya's era. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We also there's also Jake Lee, the Black Savior. He's the current champion. Yeah, uh, I counted. It is Jake Lee winning um, this year, right? That uh, March 19th at the Yokohama Budokan. Jake Lee became 42nd GHC champion. Mm-hmm. 42 champions. 42 wow. champions. Yep. Oh wow! Yeah, from yeah from the. the the champions we skipped from, you know, Minoru Suzuki to back to Maruhuji, Maruhuji to Takashi Sugiura, Sugiura to Go Shiozaki, back to Sugiura, then Katsuhiko Nakajima, Eddie Edwards, Kenlo, back to uh, Takashi Sugiura. Then you had Kaito, Kaito Kiyomiya when he was only 22. Wow. I can't believe that. What year was it? 2017, 2018? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was of course, after, after Kaito Kiyomiya, you know, Go Shiozaki comes back and beat Kiyomiya. But uh, Keiji Muto comes in and signed a, you know, signed a contract with Pro Wrestling Noah. And, and 58-year-old at the time, Keiji Muto beat Shiozaki to become GHC champion. And also, he, he had a grand slam, right? Because he was IWGP champion. He was NWA champion. He was... Uh, uh, the triple crown all japan champion and he finally became ghc champion i think it really made ghc with keiji muto's reign that that's like right this is another very um important legitimate world world heavyweight title in wrestling yeah yeah people of course ghc has always been pretty important but uh, right muto helped another uh that uh, dimension to it i think yeah Hmm. Yeah. People were talking about it more than usual. Yeah, because you know, the superstar uh, of eighties and nineties and two thousand, and now at the time he, you know, Keiji Muto was freelancing, and and Marufuji uh, convinced him to sign a contract with with Pro Wrestling Noah, and he now is a pro wrestling noir wrestler. So in in Keiji Muto, like a very final chapter of his glorified wrestling career that he choose pro wrestling noir to be the place, right? Mm. And uh, from Keiji Muto to Marufuji, sure enough, then Marufuji to Katsuhiko Nakajima. Then Nakajima was beaten by MMA guy again, Kazuyuki Fujita. Interesting, Mm. huh? Then Shiozaki came back and beat Fujita. Then you have Satoshi Kojima from New Japan again. It's like, yeah. wow, Kojima was your um, like a very first Grand Slam champion, IWGP champion, and triple triple crown champion at, at the turn of the century. So Kojima played a very interesting role in this. Too. Yeah. Yeah, he's... Kenwo, Kiyomiya, Jake Lee. So now you look like you're looking at this today's pro wrestling or it's important to beat former superstar in it, don't you think? Definitely. You have yeah. to mark you have to have those markers for the for fans to know this is uh Who probably gonna be yeah. yeah, and it has to be it has to mean something. Yeah, you have to beat John Cena <laughs> to be the next superstar, right? But also John Cena, uh, uh, when Kevin Owens beat John Cena, remember how meaningful that was for him? Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely, definitely. On the, on the vice versa. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's now that the, now Jake Lee, uh, who was all Japan wrestler up until last year, and it will be very interesting. Yeah. 
So pro wrestling Noah has, you know, very interesting momentum this year. You know that it was, it was pro wrestling Noah's show that that uh, produced Keiji Muto's final retirement tour. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because. You know, Tokyo Dome card, Tokyo Dome show this year, you know, back in February, that it was, of course, Keiji Muto's solo uh, retirement, you know, final match, final card. But it was it was pro wrestling, you know, that people witnessed. So I, I think this year, pro wrestling, you know, has very, very good momentum going. Yeah, we'll see yeah. where it leads. I know there'll be a big announcement later today, tonight. So uh, it was press conference mm. with uh, New Japan's Hiroshi Tanahashi and Old Japan's Kento Miyahara and Pro Wrestling was uh, Kaito Kiyomiya, right? Mm. What were, uh, yeah, uh, later on today, uh, it's a streaming service press conference, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, very much today's style press conference. And it's interesting to see, you know, these three major companies working together. Yeah. And I, I wonder if we'll see New more Japan Pro Wrestling more in Old Japan, right? Each has its own World Heavyweight title. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah, I wonder if we'll see more and more of that over the next year or so. Yeah, it's not as political as you know it used to be. You know, when you have this interpromotional company like we go back to New Japan and UWFI or something like that. It's, so political and it's not as smooth as you people want to see what's happening backstage and stuff like that but today's interpromotion is purely it's like a dream match card not Mm -hmm. not so much political looking you know what i'm saying yeah and it seems like a it's win-win for everybody oh it has to be yeah yeah Yeah. especially when someone like keiji muto is gone from the scene right Right. Now, I, I think it, it's Tanahashi's in more of the veteran role in this. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it would be what, Tanahashi, maybe Mara Fuji in a couple of years. Yeah, but the champion would be today's generation's guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so you, yeah, Pro Wrestling No has both Jake Lee and Kaito Kiyomiya, so it's pretty strong. I think Jake Lee is more like your 90s Masachono type. I could see that. I could see yeah, that. But you know he also saying? has that uh, martial arts flavor, too. Uh, kind of like he a... comes from MMA background. Yeah. That's right. He kind of almost and has he a. He didn't grow up as a wrestling fan either, so. This is like a different air he kind of generates. Yeah. Do you think he's similar to Takayama in some ways? Takayama, yeah, more similar, but it's like more pro, because you know, like a good-looking guys, you know, like a teaming sure. up with Americans and, and British guys, and and there's more international flavor to it. A different kind of charisma, lots of uh, more speaking than you would usually expect from pro wrestling Noah. From oh, the interviews, backstage mm-hmm. interviews, right, right. I mean, he's totally in character, though. You know? mm-hmm. Different flavor. Yeah. yeah, but today's rest is all character, so yeah. Yeah, that's what it seems to be, huh? Yeah, but when you think about it, Anthony Inoki was and Ricky Choshi was, they're all in character. <laughs> that's they? right, that's right. Yeah, 24-7. They were doing that 24-7. Mm. Kiki agrees. <laughs> uh, well, I guess uh, that should wrap. That does it. GHC, uh, GHC. I mean, unless I'm... yeah, because we were talking about IWGP, the Triple Crown, that the, that the, the championship belt that's been around forty years, fifty years. Right, fifty it's years. Kind of too much of a history for today's wrestling fans, but it's uh, pro wrestling knows GHC title that has twenty-two year history, which is pretty long too decent and uh, it it really connects with today's scene and what it means today yeah yeah so i think that'll wrap our origin series our origin championship origin series. series okay we did three of them yep. iwgp and triple crown and today's ghc that's uh, right it's all filled out it's like rounded seminar. out <laughs> very good yeah all right yeah. well if people have questions and they want to ask you about the origin of any of these championships where can they reach you on the internet 
Uh, yes, um, at Fumihiko Dayo uh, on Twitter, at, oh, go ahead. Oh, I, I can't hear you. Are you there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Okay, on Twitter, at Fumihiko Dayo, F-U-M-I-H-I-K-O-D-A-Y-O, Fumihiko Dayo, or just Fumisaito on Facebook. Please message me first. And on Twitter, I'm at Justin M. Nipper, K-N-I-P-P-E-R. Uh, yeah, Bugus, if you have questions and comments and all that good stuff. Yeah, that's the, yeah this is, we should have a questions-only episode sometimes. Yeah, if you have questions, uh, send them to us, and we'll collect them and do a special episode for you guys. Okay. Okay, so until next time. So long from Tokyo. Time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.